Middle of the week, we told you about the um, the announcement by Doug Ford and the Ontario provincial government that on first draft, I looked at it and I said, this is great. All right, full review of sex ed, something he promised. But they expanded it. They're going to do a full review of the math curriculum. That's awesome because the math curriculum in Ontario stinks. It's it's beyond awful. 50% of kids can't meet the provincial standard. They're going to add in financial literacy. They're going to uh, give a parental bill of rights. They are uh, putting a new emphasis on the trades. All good things. And then the next day I started the show and I said, okay, well, actually I've got to, got to kind of give them maybe a B on this because while all the other stuff is great, it's not quite what was promised on, on sex ed. And I'm not really sure what they're doing other than I don't think that Minister Lisa Thompson is um, able to stand up to her bureaucrats who continue to want to push Kathleen Wynne's sex ed. This morning, I wanted to reach out to Tanya Granick-Allen. She is the president of PAFE, Parents as First Educators. Of course, she also ran in the Ontario PC leadership race. And uh, this morning, we find her in Halifax, where she's been taking in the fun, the drama, the mystery that is the federal conservative convention. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. How are you? I, I'm doing well. I, um, I I missed out on the, the fun of the convention. So before we start in on, on education... And how you feel about it a week before school starts. I bet your kids are excited, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're eager. <laughs> uh, the um, let, let me ask you what it was like at the federal convention this weekend. Uh, of course, Maxine Bernier uh, trying to drop a bomb on Thursday before the convention. Um, what uh, What was it like watching that unfold from Halifax? Well, you know, I think a lot of us didn't know what kind of convention it would be, knowing that we were starting it uh, with that kind of bombshell announcement. But, uh, you know, at the remains of the day, it was a very positive convention for the most part. Uh, There were some excellent uh, policies that were brought forward and adopted. Uh, Some others I would like to have seen adopted, but weren't, but that's fine. Um, And I think, you know, uh, at the end of the day, people are united to defeat Justin Trudeau next year because we know this country can no longer continue on a path under his leadership. But is the party united behind Andrew Scheer enough to do that? Well, I think so. I mean, obviously, there were uh, there there's there were a handful of people who were like, you know, Bernie supporters who were there. But I think a lot of Bernie supporters probably just stayed away as well. Um, but I think so. I think, you know, for me, it's you know, bittersweet. I, I love the idea of a big tent. I think everybody's voice should be included in a party, and I think that's what the grassroots want. Uh, but, you know, I guess Maxime on his own volition decided to do this. Um, so for me, it's, 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 I'm saddened by it because I I would like everybody together. Uh, that's just kind of gal I am, but um, I guess it's not to be, and he's going in a different direction. And, of course, I wish him the very best, uh, and, and we'll have to see what happens. All right, let's turn the attention to Ontario. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the new education uh, announcement. I can't, I can't say it's a policy, but there was an announcement. Um, expanding the consultation to include fixing the math curriculum. Thoughts? Oh, I think pretty much all Ontarians are united for that. <laughs> we all well, know except that our, our, Kathleen not... Wynne. She, well. she wanted to double down on the old bad math. 
No, I mean, these, we're not turning out the graduates we ought to be, and we're failing our students if we cannot teach them the basics of math, which seems to be happening. So, yes, I'm glad that they're reviewing all of that. You know, it's a little strange that um, you you would think that if Ontario students, um, if they weren't good students, then they would be failing at English as well. They'd be failing at their, their reading, at their grammar skills. Those are holding well and doing well on all the provincial standards and other testing that we see, but it's been the math that has been falling down. It's been on the same trajectory for many years, and the previous government was just so wedded to discovery math that they couldn't possibly consider that that might be part of the problem. Well, it is a big problem, but I think a lot of parents, uh, and this is something that may not be documented well in any research studies, but a lot of parents actually seek outside school tutoring for their children. Those Oxford centers and Kumon centers, they're overflowing. They're opening up new centers everywhere because parents don't feel their children are learning what they need to in math and English uh, during the school day, and they seem to seek out supplementary help after school. So um, I think that's a that, that shows that there's a bit of a problem if we can't deliver in six and a half hours what ought to be delivered to children. So uh, I'm looking forward to the overhaul of, of definitely the math and perhaps other subjects too. I'm glad you mentioned the Oxford and Kumon centers. I told this story on air the other day. I spoke to a, um, uh, a PC MPP who was successful in the last election, who while they were out canvassing during the campaign and knocking on doors, you know, four to six is a bad time to knock on somebody's door and ask for their vote while they're making dinner. And so they decided that from four to six, they were going to the local Kumon and Oxford learning centers and they'd stand outside the door and talk to all the parents coming in to drop their kids off because they couldn't learn math properly at school. And they now said that's a smart politician. That's it was, a smart politician. <laughs> they said it was incredibly successful because they met people that were concerned about the education of their children and how badly it was failing. Uh, we will get to, to sex ed in a minute because I know you've got concerns, but uh, adding financial literacy um, and, and, and emphasis on skilled trades. Oh, I think that's that's important. I think these are all uh, very good steps forward, 100 uh, uh, percent. Children need to, well, children, even teens, they seem to be, we, again, we're churning out teens who have no concept of financial literacy. They don't know how to even balance their own allowance, let alone a bank statement. And nobody uh, has a checkbook anymore. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, this, again, this starts with the basic and fundamentals of mathematics being delivered properly and children learning these concepts properly. And we build on that in the later years with financial literacy. Great, great work. This is good. Parental Bill of Rights, this has gotten a lot of uh, negative attention in the media because part of it is that parents will be able to lodge a complaint. You know, the Parental Bill of Rights is a fantastic idea. And you may recall, Brian, but that was one of the uh, policies that I ran on during my leadership. I wanted I, I do recall. Yes. Yeah, so I, of course, am ecstatic that this is going forward. And I think this is definitely overdue. And yes, parents are the primary caregivers and educators of their children. So that Bill of Rights is it's a, it's a right enshrined in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights at the U.N. So why wouldn't we have something like this? Um, but in terms of the snitch line for um, for teachers, that's where, I, you know, I may have a, a bit of an issue with, you know, I, I appreciate uh, there are still there currently are mechanisms to to complain if there's an educator behaving inappropriately or if there's a problem. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the sex ed, I have an issue with this because the government has been sending mixed messages on sex ed since, the be- you know, the beginning of the summer session. Yeah, you know, they really, gender- really have. They have. So I think, look, I'm confused. Parents are confused. Teachers are confused. 
I'm, I feel badly for the teachers in some capacity because I think they don't know, is gender identity in or is it out? Is this subject in or is it out? What am I allowed to teach? And I think there needs to be clarity on this. The Minister of Education, Lisa Thompson, needs to be, made, needs to be clear on this. She's the one who said that, uh, I think it was on, in July 16th, that, oh, children will be learning gender identity theory come this fall. But then she seemed to backtrack on it. But again, we need to have explicit clarity on this. Yes, it will be taught. No, it won't. And of course, from my perspective and many parents, they don't want unscientific uh, theories being taught in the classroom. The, the promise, though, was that they would repeal the whole thing. And now it's, well, we'll repeal it from grade one to grade eight, maybe. And we'll get into some of the nuances there even that lead to confusion. But they did promise they'd repeal the whole thing. Then it was just repealed grades 1 to 8 and grades 9 through 12 will get the 2015 curriculum. Um, When I called out Ford's office on it, their response was, well, um, look, all the really problematic stuff is in the younger years, the age-inappropriate questions and all of that. That's all in the younger years, and we're taking care of that. And and after grade 9, you know, gym class is, um, you know, it's not mandatory. It's an elective, so... It's up to kids and, and their parents. So this this keeps the promise. To me, it, it, it says that there is a, a minister who can't say no to her bureaucrats and buckles every time the bureaucrats push back. Well, you know, I have the similar sentiment as you do. Uh, is this just uh, – was there an error? Was there a, Is this the beginning of a flip-flop or was this – the bureaucrats, like you mentioned, uh, simply pulling a fast one on their minister of education. I don't know that answer to that. What I do know is exactly what you said, is the high school curriculum of Kathleen Wynne remains intact. That is what children will be taught coming this fall. As for grades one to eight, Kathleen Wynne's uh, gender identity theory that she implemented into the curriculum still uh, is present. It, it's in um, there? In, in, it's, in the... it's, not in the, it's not in the grade by grade teaching but the um the, it is referenced there in the um in in the the beginning and it's definitely defined the glossary and it's listed as something that teachers should be prepared to explain or answer questions on and it, it defines what gender identity theory is and, and, and your problem and, is that you say this is unscientific it is un, yeah it's very it's unscientific it's there are scientists uh, who've come out, uh, you know, I assume by the dozens, saying there's no scientific basis to gender identity theory. This should not be taught. Gender is not a social construct. It is linked to your biological facts. So, uh, look, if I mean, if there's a parent who really wants their, their their child to learn this theory, I mean, that's something they can hire a tutor for. You know, I like my right. kids learning karate, but, you know, I don't expect the, ch- the school to deliver on that. I will hire a private instructor for that. So I'm disappointed that that unscientific gender identity theory remains in the curriculum. Is someone that ran for the, the leadership of this party and uh, is very interested in the future of Ontario and this party and this government. I want to ask you, how do you feel uh, about their performance so far? Because I think overall, the Ford administration has had a great summer, and then you've got anything touching on sex ed is kind of this muddy, cloudy asterisk because you don't even fully know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't think the minister knows what's going on. They've had such muddled messaging on this that uh, it's clouding uh, an otherwise very good session for them, at least from the point of view of their supporters, not the people that are you know, only worried about clapping and angry that beer might get cheaper. 
Yeah, and you know what? I I think so. Like on the most part, sex ed excluded. It's been it's been great. A lot of the policies I uh, campaigned on, like um, canceling the wind turbine contracts, um, uh, scrap, taking the government to court, the federal government on a carbon tax. I mean, these are things I made very clear, and I'm happy to see them being actioned on. Of course, uh, the sex itself. I agree with you. I don't understand why the why the fumbles. Uh, just be clear and be quick and be decisive. That's what Ontarians want. That's what Ontario parents want. And Doug Ford has made it very clear that when he was doorknocking and campaigning across this province, he overwhelmingly heard that message at the door that the parents want this repealed. So do it, do it properly and and do it efficiently. And I think his minister of education needs to buckle up and double down on on this repeal and and just get it over with because school comes back in in just just under just over a week parent teachers need to know what to teach and parents need to know what to expect and that's why actually to be clear with you brian what they need to do quickly is the minister of education needs to send a directive to all schools that regardless of what happens with the sex ed come fall and even further on with the consultation that there must be advance notification given to parents when these lessons will be taught and they must always be given the opportunity to opt their children out of these lessons that would be a good opportunity for parents to always exercise their rights and you know hopefully they the conservatives will clear up the, clear up the confusion in the me- meantime all right uh tanya granik allen thanks for the time and safe travels back home thank you very much nice talking to you